we're going to continue in a series called It's Complicated. And uh, last week, my wife and I had the opportunity to preach on dating. But today, I'm telling you, today is an absolute treat. Because today, we have Pastor Ralph Johnson and his wife, Miss Tracy, in the house. And hey, I'll tell you this, if you don't know Pastor Ralph um, and Miss Tracy, uh, they're our campus pastors at our Lutz location at Grace Family Church, and they do such a fantastic job leading that staff and leading that campus. And I'll just tell you this, there is so much wisdom and so much power in their testimony and their story as they're coming up 30 plus years of marriage. Come on, somebody. That is amazing. So hey, as they make their way onto the stage, I just want you to give them a loud, rowdy welcome to the exchange. Come on, help me welcome Pastor Ralph and Miss Tracy. Wow. Yes, I'm so nervous. <laughs> man, we're so grateful to be here. And uh, wow, man, uh, thank you, Mark and Michelle, for your leadership. Thank you for inviting us in exchange. Thank you for having us tonight. We look forward to sharing with you. Um, we count it a privilege and an honor to open God's word. Love you guys. Mm. And me sitting here shows you just how much <laughs> I love you. I want to say, so we're here to talk about marriage, and, um, you know, we wanted to tell you, like, yeah, we celebrate 30 years yeah. in April, and, um, yeah, man, and it's been quite the journey, and so we didn't end up here by mistake, and we didn't start out like we are today, so we want to go back and tell you a little bit about ourselves. Is that okay? Go ahead. Uh -huh. Well, as you know, I'm Tracy, and um, wow, where should I start? Um, growing up, I didn't grow up with a father, with a dad. Um, I knew who my dad was, but there was no relationship. Um, I mistrust men. I was abused. I had low self-esteem, and I have abortion in my past. So I brought all of that into my marriage without understanding that those things I had to work on in my own life. And that's something that I want to say to you guys. You know, we're, we're all going to go through things. But you got to tackle those things. You got to hit them head on. God wants that for you. And those things, I didn't do that before our marriage. And so I brought them into our marriage. And just telling you about a little bit about me and Ralph, I met Ralph at, at a hospital. <laughs> at a hospital he was he you were working there yep. and I went with a friend of mine and I saw him I was like okay he's cute okay all right but the thing is I didn't know that him and my friend that I came with were setting us up with that one yeah 
They schemed on me. <laughs> but the thing is, my friend told him that if you tell her your age, she is not going to date you. Our relationship started on a lie. So hi. <laughs> Didn't surprise me that our relationship uh, started that way. Um, because I, that was the character that I had. Um, so when I was growing up, um, my, my, I did, my mom and dad were married. It's interesting, well, I won't go down that path. My mom and dad were married, but it was very toxic. One of my memories was my mom putting my dad out and putting all his clothes on the line and um, throwing him out of the house. Went to church all my life and never had a relationship with Christ. And one of the pivotal moments in my life was when my friend during the summer introduced me to pornography. And that took me down a very, very dark path for many, many years. And because of that, what pornography does to you is it causes you to devalue the gift that God has given to be honored in marriage. And so you have no value for it. It's cheap to you. And so you start to pursue it, and it's nothing. And so you start to get, you know, you get where that's going. And so because of that, I ended, when I ended up getting married, I brought all of that baggage all of that thought, all of that lack of character into our marriage. And when I met Tracy, you know, not only I was like, man, she fine. Like, you know, boy, you got to holler, holler at her. But one of the things that attracted me more than anything was her morals. Like she was just different from anybody that I had ever dated or whatever. When we fell in love, I fell in love with her. I asked her to marry me, but I wasn't married, ready to be married because the examples of marriage that I had was like my dad cheating on my mom very openly were men that were running around and doing different things. And so I took that into our marriage. I took that promiscuity into our marriage. I took that lack of value into our marriage and I didn't honor our marriage. And I, I was on the cusp of losing my wife and my children at one time. And so we wanted to be very real with you because what you see up here and what you hear on Sunday and what you're hearing right now is not only a work in progress but it took work to get here and so the point is we don't want you to start out like we did we want you to understand that marriage takes work marriage takes forgiveness marriage takes rebuilding trust marriage takes unconditional love Marriage takes all those things. And so I'm grateful that my wife is even sitting here next to me 30 years later because this is a gift from God. This is a beautiful thing that I never thought I could have. So singles, the question is, what does it look like for a single person to prepare themselves for marriage ahead of marriage? You're thinking about getting married. Here, here, here's my advice to you. You can write this down. Believe in and follow Christ. In December 1996, my life changed for real. Like, radically changed for real. I was going one way, turned around and went the other way, and I became a follower of Christ. And what he said in his word, I believed and applied to our life. Go ahead, baby. One of the things, I want to just say this to the ladies. I can remember um, 
growing up, I was reading my Bible. The thing is, I just didn't understand it. And I didn't see myself in the Bible. Right. Like you, you hear the concubines, you, you know, all kind of things, you, women being raped. And I was like, okay, the men just can do what they want to do. It's just, and just go freely. And I didn't understand that it was because of their sin. And so one of the things I had to learn was just that. It was sin. And so read your word. Stay in your word. Read the Bible because you'll find yourself. What I've been doing is I've been, whenever I see a woman in the Bible, a name, whatever, whoever it is, a judge or what, I write it down. Mm. It helps me. Mm -hmm. And it helps me see myself. Amen. And so... Believe in and follow Christ. Mm-hmm. Grow in your faith. You know, I love what Hal said a couple of weeks ago. Man, run as hard as you can after God. And when you look for your spouse, just turn to the side. Yeah, It's people who pursue in God. But grow in your faith. You know, I can go down that path, but make sure your faith is growing. Don't settle and don't play the marriage game, guys. The marriage game. Yeah, what the, is a marriage game? The marriage game is shacking up together, or we called it shacking up. Yeah. Living together yeah. before you're married. <laughs> I know that's hard to hear. Like, well, what are we going to do with our finances, Pastor Ralph? What yeah. are we going to? But, like, the hard part, it, like, you got to make some hard decisions. And, and, and the Holy Spirit said this to me before I came up here. Mm-hmm. Remind them about quarantine. See, some of us are like, we got COVID. Like, we need to quarantine because we, if we're around other people, we're going to contaminate them with the mess That's good. that we got going yeah. on in our house. And so we need to quarantine and mm-hmm. get along with God so he can heal us from some of this stuff that's in us. Because when we end up getting a spouse, we get ready to contaminate with that stuff. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it's hard stuff, but at the end of the day, it's worth it. So what are the keys, babe? What are the keys to playing the long game? How do, you, how, do you, how do you just get into marriage and go there? Well, the first key is keeping God first. My hurt led me down a road that hit to my soul. Um, and that type of hurt... It's a trigger. You have triggers thereafter. Um, I want to go and just read Revelations 2, 3 through 5. I know that you have persevered and endured hardships for the sake of my name. And you have not grown weary. But I have this against you. You have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember then how far you have fallen. Repent and do the works you did at first. Otherwise, I will come to you and remove your lampshade from its place unless you repent. During that hurt, I abandoned my first love. I abandoned God because my heart wasn't in the right place. That hurt hit my soul. The works you did at first. You know, remember your excitement when you first found God. And, you know, I saw you guys 
just doing worship and just praising him, always remember that moment. Yeah. Even during the hurt. Yeah. You can still raise your hand in the hurt. You can still raise your yeah. arm in the hurt. Yeah. He's still there. Don't lose your first love. Don't abandon him. It's so, I'm up. She got a little preachy. Go ahead, girl. Let's go. All right, let's go, baby. You know what I'm saying? All right. All right, I'm going to run. The second, <laughs> <laughs> the second key is this communication, effective communication. Um, right time, right place, right attitude. We right. all from we live in Tampa, TPA. If you're gonna have like we people ask you, oh, man, what's your advice on marriage? Communicate, communicate. Yeah. I should communicate more with my wife than anybody else. Yeah. Like we ought to be communicating. I'm gonna share the scripture with you, James 1:19 through 20. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must be quick to listen. Everybody say listen. Slow to speak. Everybody say uh, speak. And slow to get angry. I thought y'all was going to see if y'all going to say it. Human anger does not produce the righteousness of God. And so I'm going to share with you real quick. Write this verse down, Genesis 1 through 3, like the whole chapter. If you want to understand marriage, it is all there. But communication is at the beginning. God called us to rule and reign over his creation. But when sin happened, we started to try to rule and reign over each other. And what did Jesus, or what did God say in the curse? God said, listen, because you listen to your wife. Mm -hmm. So now men don't want to listen to their wife. We avoid listening to our wives. And it also says that women would try to control. Well, God created you as women to be Ezer Connecto. Yeah. <laughs> All the time, everywhere, airtime, everywhere, everywhere. Helper. All right, so men, what that means is side by side and face to face. So you wondering why she always up in your face. That's why she's always, exactly, that's why she's up in your face because God created her. Don't do that her. no more. Don't do that, okay. No. That's why God, God created her that way. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. Communication, the most intimate communication is eyeball to eyeball, face to face. And that's how we ought to communicate. So let us be quick to hear active listening. We're not listening to think about what we're going to say next. We're listening to understand the communicator. Mm -hmm. now, what, now what happens when you have a personality that talks a lot? I don't know. Who would that be? <laughs> so my wife has a personality that's dominant. So you have to, when she, when she talks to you, she's going to be straightforward. When I talk to you, I'm going to give you an analogy. I'm going to tell you, well, it's like this. If you just ride down it's the street. A lot. And she's just like, he bro, would you lot. shut up? Get to the point. A lot. So here's the key to that. I can't talk to her in my personality. I have to talk to her in her personality. I have to be straightforward and to the point. Because outside of that, she like, dude, just, she, it, it, she tunes me out. What about the love languages? I can't love her in my love language. I have to love her in her love language. And so we have to understand who we're talking to. And this is the last thing I want to share with you about communication, the right attitude. The scripture in Galatians 5, 17 says this. And, and I learned this one recently, guys. This, this is, was life-changing for us. The sinful nature wants to do evil. 
which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants the sinful nature wants what's opposite of the spirit and the spirit gives us the desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires these two forces are constantly fighting so sometimes you feel like that in marriage why are we constantly fighting they're fighting each other so you're not free to carry out your good intentions I, I can recall having starting a conversation with good intentions I can't carry it out because I'm in the flesh yeah I did that this morning trying to have a conversation we, it, it, broke, it didn't work it didn't out. work this morning because mm -mm. one of us are in the flesh one of us in the spirit or both of us are in the flesh and when you're both in the flesh the outcome it, it is not good it's only anger it's only disagreement and you can only listen the right attitude is this spirit to spirit yeah that's the right attitude in communication mm. the third key forgiveness Ooh. yeah forgive to live yeah forgive to live how can I put this God's, God wants us to live mm. before I walked up here Ralph reminded me of of uh, Ezekiel that's one of my favorite scriptures about the dry bones and how you know the breath of life was breathed into the dry bones and he wants us to live he, does, he doesn't want us dry Amen. and the thing is you know, he wants us to enjoy in our singleness, if you're single out there. He wants us to enjoy being married. He wants us in, to enjoy our spouse. And we can't enjoy those things if we're not living. So he wants us to live. And the only way to live is to forgive. Let's look at this verse in Ephesians 4, 32. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. You see how Jesus is the foundation for everything in your relationship when you're married? I can forgive because he forgave me. I can love because he loved me. I can be gracious because he was gracious to me. I can be merciful because he's been merciful to me. Everything in a marriage relationship is foundationally based on what Christ has done for us that's why you can't be unequally yoked to non-believers Ooh, that's okay. one clap it's all right <laughs> but listen <laughs> here's the thing about forgiveness guys you got to forgive to live because we were stuck at a long time yeah you know there's some things that tracy had to forgive me of and, and here's the thing it's so funny with forgiveness especially as men we're like we're pouring our heart out. Oh, please forgive me. I'm so sorry. Let me tell you what I did and all of this and that. We feel vindicated. Right. Why you ain't forgiving me? I told you everything. But no, she has to now walk through that process. The hurt, so the hurt that is hurt, there. that pain. And we have to revisit that. And we have to talk about that because see, true love revisits the pain. True love walks through it. It doesn't ignore it and act like it's the other person's problem because we're one empathy it, so you got to have empathy mm -hmm. you know Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ I no longer live but Christ lives in me the life I now live in the body I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself, himself for me. me you got anything you want to share on that just live 
That's it. Straightforward. <laughs> just live. In fact, touch your neighbor and tell them just live. Just live. Just live. He talking to you. He talking to you. Just live. But you got to forgive to live. Because unforgiveness will cause you to get stuck. You got to forgive to live. All right, so here we go. Key number four is understanding your differences. Yes. Embrace your differences. Don't erase your differences. Embrace your differences. Don't erase your differences. Bring that scripture up for me. Because I had like three of them on my paper. What you got up there? I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. Watch this. I knew who? Everybody say me. Everybody say he knew me. Me. Guess what? He, he knew you and you and you and you. Before yeah. you were in your mother's womb, he knew you and had a plan for your life. Guess what? We're different. Because he knew me it's too. It's only one you. It's only one you. Look at your hand. That's why we use fingerprints. The only person in the world with those fingerprints mm -hmm. is you. We're different and we have to embrace that. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Tracy. Well, I came into the marriage, you know, with getting to know Ralph, like really who he is. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, this is different. <laughs> Okay, and so I was thinking, you know what, uh, my way of, of who I am was the right way. You know, with this, with this dominant personality, and here I am with this person that has all these emotions, and I'm like, dude, you soft. <laughs> that it's not that funny. It really, we talked about it before this. It's not that funny. <laughs> It's not. You, that's really how I felt. But then, but then I learned that it's harder to look at people. <laughs> oh, she's so sweet, Michelle. I did think it was soft, though. <laughs> but to look at a person after they've done you wrong and, like, take it, I'm like, that is, like, strength. And I was like, okay, look at you. I respect you. The respect, <laughs> it, it, it like grew. I'm like, how are you helping this person? And I know what they did to you. But you're going and you're like helping them and standing beside them and leading them in the right direction. I'm like, what? That's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. My baby love me. My baby love. All right, here we go. Here we go. All right. So you have to understand your differences and embrace them. Don't yeah. erase them. Like real talk. God only made one you. God yeah. only made one her or him. You know what I'm saying? And when you come together, you make something very, very unique that's never been made before. See, your marriage is your marriage. There's
there's never going to be another one like that. Yeah, it's not your parents' marriage. It's not your friend's marriage. It they may try to make you into their marriage, but it's your marriage. It's your marriage. It's not your abuelo or your abuela marriage. It's your marriage. And when it's, and marriage is God's idea. So when we understand what God says marriage is, he makes our marriage very unique. And so my la our last point is this. Marriage is a covenant. And, and, and the point is this. Focus on covenant, not yeah. convenience. See, we got to, sometimes we want to focus on convenience, man. <laughs> but we don't focus on covenant. You know, Ephesians 5, 31, 30, 32 says this. As the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. The two are united into one. This is a great mystery, but is the illustration of the way that Christ and the church are, everybody say, one. It's oneness. You see, covenant in this verse is the two being united into one. And when we see covenant in the Bible, real quick, real quick, real quick, the way the covenant is established, anybody ever seen a rainbow? That's a covenant promise from God that he will never flood the earth again. See, you see something as a result of covenant. Because covenant takes sacrifice. In the Old Testament, they would take an animal and split it in half. And the two people would grab hands and walk through that dead animal and through the blood. And when they got on the other side of the animal, they would say this, may it be to us what it was to this animal if we don't keep this covenant. You wonder why the Bible talks so strongly about divorce. Why it talks about, and many of us around this room have, have been the victim, so to speak, and been hurt through that divorce. But do you, when you're in, in a marriage, you're in a covenant, God sees it as something serious, holy, and sacred. You know, the reason why you have a relationship with Jesus Christ right now is because of covenant. He shed his blood for you so that you can be one with him, so that your sins can be forgiven. And so when we look at marriage and we realize that when we go through what we go through, when we keep our first love, when we operate in forgiveness, when we communicate and love one another and walk with one another and talk with one another, when we embrace our differences, what we realize is this, is we strengthen the covenant. And our prayer, it's not that you see Ralph and Tracy up here. Forget that. That's going to be forgotten a long time ago. We pray that it's an illustration of the way that Christ loves the church. And he loves you that much. He cares that much about you. And more than any other relationship in the world, a relationship with him makes all the difference. Makes all the difference. That's good. So I was... Would you guys bow your heads right quick? It's just everyone's just kind of quiet. Understand, man, that um, 
the Bible says is this that he stands at the door and knocks and God has an interesting way of knocking he knocks all kind of ways sometimes he knocks by you being invited to a thing like a young adults gathering sometimes he knocks because your, your relationship with the one you thought you loved didn't work out sometimes he knocks in all kinds of ways but man if you feel him knocking on the door of your heart would you open your heart and would you accept the fact that he died on the cross for you he knew you before you were in your mother's womb and he wants to know you now so with no one looking around I, our desire is just to pray with and for you you say Ralph man today man I want to know this Jesus that you're talking about I want to lead you in a prayer and I want to pray, we're going to pray this as a family of faith together. Would you just repeat after me? Just say, Father God, would you forgive my sins? Past, present, and future. Holy Spirit, would you come into my heart and would you change me from the inside out? Renew my mind, my heart, and my spirit. In Jesus' name. And with no one looking around, guys, keep your eyes closed. If you prayed that prayer today, me and Tracy are looking up. We want to know if you prayed that prayer. Would you just take your right hand and put it up in the air? You say, man, I accepted Christ. I re recommitted my life. Today's the day of salvation. Today is my birthday. And I want to trust him. Amen. Amen. Would you put your hand down? God, we thank you for increase to your kingdom. And we pray for everyone that raised their hand, God, that you seal what happened tonight in their hearts. They will never be the same, God. Light a fire in them to chase hard after you. Build your relate. Build a relationship with them in their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give God some praise, guys.